This is a Research in Practice podcast, supporting evidence-informed practice with children and families, young people and adults. Hello and welcome to this podcast where we're going to be talking about what supervision is like during COVID-19 and get the perspective of someone who is supervising social care practitioners in adult social care. Um, So I'm Sally Neiman, I'm a professional social work educator in Camden and I'm a research in practice associate. And I'm really pleased to be here with Shabnam Ahmed, who's a team manager, um, managing a large team of staff um, and who has always had an amazing passion for um, and focus on supervision. So hi, Shabnam. Hello, Sally. Pleased to be here today. Um, So we're going to talk about, as I say, some of the challenges around supervision in the current situation. Um, And I want to get a sense of what you think might be working well. Um, my sense is that supervision seems much more important than ever during this COVID-19 situation. So um, you, will you maybe start off by saying, you know, does supervision feel different at the moment? Has anything changed and what might be some of the challenges? Um, yes, yeah, Sally. Um, I think an answer to your question would be is supervision different is, is both no and yes. And I say no, uh, Sally, because I guess I'm still providing regular and consistent supervision to all my staff. I'm still recording it in the same way that I, that I usually do. I'm also, you'll be pleased to hear, still receiving regular and consistent supervision myself. So in that regard, I don't really feel things have changed. However, having said that, I think there are definitely some changes to acknowledge uh, within supervision. And I think uh, currently with the COVID-19 situation, the first and foremost is that you're not sat in the same space as, as a supervising. So like supervision. we're not as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So supervision is, is, is virtual. It's through a screen. Um, so that, that's definitely something that's different. Um, I think another difference I've noticed is as generally I usually broadly structure my supervisions using the four by four by four model by Morrison. So You'll be aware that there are four functions of supervision as part of that model. You've got the management, the development, the support and the mediation. And also it's sort of underpinned through a reflective lens. Now, I usually sort of, whether it's raining or not, click my umbrella open and have a large sort of overarching umbrella over that framework, which says compassion and well-being. Um, And for me, currently in supervision, it feels that there really needs to be an enhanced emphasis on the support function of the four that I was talking about, and that there has has been a real need to enhance compassion in supervision. That's really been my experience over the last, you know, four to six weeks. And I say this, Sally, because these are really significant, different different and difficult times. Um, So... Like you said, what some of the challenges uh, alongside the changes. So some of the challenges, Sally, that are coming up is the topics for discussion in supervision are very different to those that I usually discuss in supervision uh, or that usually supervisors bring forward in supervision. So, for example, people are, as you know, homeschooling. Um, So children are at home. They're needing that attention and from time to time the guidance. So parents are having to to juggle that with their full-time job. So, you know, I'm finding that challenging and, and, and requesting adjustments around that. So that's, that's, I think that's been one of the challenges and difference that's come up. 
Some staff, sadly, obviously are experiencing loss and bereavement. And, and this feels like unparalleled grief as it's, as it's sudden and it's unexpected. And furthermore, it brings with it a lot of anxiety about your own, about one's own mortality. So feelings are coming up a lot in supervision, Sally. Feelings of fear, sadness, you know, grief, guilt. Um, and that's quite, you know, different as a social worker, as, as a manager, as a supervisor. We talk about feelings, we acknowledge feelings, but the feelings that are coming up at the moment seem quite different. And um, so what I'm finding really useful there as a tip is, is using some tools, you know, like some of the tools in, 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 Rip, in RIPFA. You've mm. got the kind of blob tree. You've got a, a I use a, a tool that psychologists use. It's a feelings wheel. And I'm finding that very helpful. And I think supervisees are finding it helpful as well. Mm. Um, I mean, there's other challenges like, you know, our, our staff having loved ones in hospitals and awaiting that one call a day to get an update. But they want to continue to work and keep busy and, and not let the service down. Mm. Um, another thing, Sally, that's coming up is people sleep. You know, mine's included. Sleep's being interrupted by uh, feelings of fear and, and anxiety. I mean, and these are issues that don't normally come up in, in supervision or very occasionally come up. Um, Sally, there's also those practical issues around space and confidentiality. Not mm. everyone has separate rooms to work from. Um, and if you're working from home and your partner's working from home and the children are home, it can be quite difficult uh, to to navigate all of all of those things. So and also, more recently, now that we've been working home for a while, for quite a while now, health and safety issues are starting to come up, like um, people are working without their special desks and special chairs. So back pain, neck pain, that seems to be, be a theme that's, that's coming up. Um, another sort of challenge and a difference I've noticed is that supervision is taking longer. And rightly so, as, as usually uh, as a manager, when you're in the office, People are approaching you, the staff are approaching you. They're consistently kind of discussing their work with you, teasing out their analysis and decisions. So when you get to supervision, it doesn't feel new. Uh, the situation uh, that, that they're working with feels very familiar. But this is not really happening because we're all working from home. We're not sat in the, in the same office space. They're not sat next to colleagues to tease things out. So naturally, some of the discussions I'm finding in supervision are, 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 are very detailed and are taking longer. That's um, an interesting perspective. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that one, that, that sense of not being able to bounce things off. So having to take longer for the supervision, that's that's a really interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's that it's that whole whole um thing about being a part of a team isn't it being yeah. being within the same space and being able to just talk to each other i think we've we've lost some of that and i think um people will be reluctant staff are reluctant to phone me because as a manager I, I i do attend a lot of meetings but what i found with this current situation is i'm in more meetings than i was ever in before so my diary looks so full so I, so i know that staff won't necessarily ring me in the same way that they would have seen me at a desk and approached me. Mm. So um, I think that's made a difference. And I think another prominent difference is that difference is, is people are not doing home visits. So my borough took the decision that we will only do necessary and, and sort of urgent visits that are really required. Um, 
So usually I really value uh, and learning from staff's experience, experiences of their home visits and that lived experience of, of the person they're working with. But I, things that's not happening at, at the moment. So that's kind of an, an, an it kind of feels a little bit different. Mm. So, so kind of going back to your question, if supervision feels different, yes, yes, I think there are definitely some differences, but I think that's to be expected. I think it's okay. Mm. What continues, Sally, to really impress me is is how steadfast staff have remained and the ability they have shown to adapt and just kind of roll with things, just go with things. Mm. So those are kind of some of my perspective on on the challenges and the differences. Mm. That's really interesting. And for me, some of the things that you brought out there were very much about how, you know, there's a a really strong element of the personal, which comes through as well as the professional in supervision, which is always there, but seems to be sort of amplified at the moment. The sort of personal things that uh, people are experiencing um, are having an impact on the way that they can, they carry out their roles and their professionalism and, and supervision has a really important role to to support that um and and i i mean i i got a sense from when you were talking that there were a lot of challenges but you had been you're, you're thinking about how to um how to manage them and support your staff i wonder if you could talk a little bit about what you think is working well at the moment yeah absolutely i think there are many things that are that, that are working working well and i think a simple thing sally is i wasn't doing this before but just putting the video on when you're having supervision yeah. um, we know that nonverbal communication speaks volumes it really supports the congruency between the tone and the words mm. and i also think in these in this kind of situation uh, we need to make supervision as relational as possible so i think having the video on really allows that however i say that because not everyone um, wants to have the video on, so I think it is about seeing where your what your supervisor's views views is around that. But most people have been okay with that and actually really enjoyed it and welcomed mm. it. Mm. But some people, uh, you know, it, it's not for them. They don't really want their manager to see their bedroom or living room or kitchen where they're working from. So yeah. I think you have to be respectful around that. That goes um, back a bit to what you were saying about the sort of was there the practical considerations of space and confidentiality that people might not feel that as I say they they want you to see where they're working or or their yes, you know exactly. or children running around in the background. Exactly, exactly. Although that makes it all very human, it, it really, really depends on, on the, the supervisor's take on it. Um, I think another thing that is working working very well is acknowledging the kind of importance and relevance of supervision being person-centred. I mean, I feel it should always be that. But again, like I mentioned before, due to some of the challenges and some that I shared earlier, I think we as managers really need to consider this more fully. So showing flexibility as a manager is really important. Staff, what I'm finding is some staff need more frequent supervision than than the usual monthly, you know, four weekly supervision. Some some people might prefer two shorter meetings instead of one long one due to having the the children at home. Um, Some may need extra time in supervision. So as a manager, being prepared for that always, I think that helps, is is not having a really tight diary when you're booking in Mm. supervision, knowing that it might run over um, and not leaving the staff feeling, I'm really sorry, but I've got actually got to go to another meeting. So I think that's what's really, it's good to keep that gap there in supervision, um, particularly because staff aren't able to approach you as often as they were when we were in the office. I think being prepared has really helped uh, 
supervision to function well in, in these circumstances. So, for example, if staff need certain information around policy um, or a senior management decision, like, you know, uh, I need to adjust my hours or uh, there's a bereavement, I need special leave. So as, as, as a manager, I think it's really important to have sought clarity for them so you can bring that to supervision. I think that also works two ways. If you need your supervisee to have prepared a, a case summary or a mental capacity assessment, then to give them advance notice so supervision can be used, that time can be used appropriately and effectively. So I think preparation is, is really, really important. And I think another interesting thing that I'm observing to be working well and although I said earlier, Sally, is, is about the support function of, of, of the supervision being very strong. What I've noticed is that the current situation, situation has brought with it new learning for people, including myself. Mm-hmm. So although face-to-face training is postponed, there are some really, really reflective discussions taking place in supervision. And mm-hmm. staff, including myself, we're all developing and growing um, as we adapt and we work in different ways. People are being really creative, thinking laterally, finding really sort of creative solutions around the work. Um, So I'm observing a lot of development. And I think this development and ideas need to be captured in supervision. And that's what we're doing so that we can contribute when we go back to the new normal, whatever that might be, because I think this situation teaching us many many lessons Sally mm. so um, there is that element I think of, of, of support but also development that's taking place throughout supervision at the moment even though face-to-face training is is paused yeah I think that's a really interesting observation that actually you know through this there's actually a lot of positive things that are coming out and and that people are learning and, and thinking more creatively um, definitely just focusing on, on on the problem so it sort of really chimes with that whole concept of strengths-based working that a lot of local authorities are, are sort of implementing at the moment definitely Sally yeah I agree yeah that's great and, and I suppose I mean you've talked a bit about this already but um what, what do you think is most important for you about supervision at the moment um as you've probably gathered Sally I think I've I, I've always prioritized health and well-being in supervision and this this remains important to me, you know, even more so during this pandemic, as I kind of always say, you know, and, and I'll refer to the quote, you know, an unlit lamp cannot provide any light or or like you said to me several times, you know, you you need to secure your oxygen mask first before you before you try to reach out to others. So I, as a manager, feel that I need to ensure that my staff are appropriately supported and resourced as 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 in their wellness lies the wellness of the people they're supporting and ultimately Sally that's what we're in the work for isn't it that's the reason why we came into to social care to make it make a difference and, it, and mm. it's so important at this time more than ever um I think it's very interesting that we we have the lowest sickness rate at the moment Sally as compared mm, to previous times you know and this this shows to me people's motivation to want to work even if they are feeling slightly under the weather or don't have that special desk or chair they usually have in the office so as a manager I really want to acknowledge that attitude and resilience and, and adequately mm-hmm. support that um and, you know, if their well-being is being impacted on, then I need to also address that, you know, and, and be transparent about what uh, the organisation can, can offer. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing during this pandemic that remains really, really important to me is that our organisational values and culture remain strong and doesn't dissipate in any way. 
because again I think that remote working and us not being together and not <laughs> not knowing really uh, in the usual way that we exist in the office it's very different at the moment um, mm. so I think supervision is fundamental and key a core function of maintaining that sort of organizational harmony and culture and creating a collective resilience and partnership so it's you know supervision is is more important than any other time I think at the moment and also as a manager I think being well informed um, although we are trying as much as possible to adhere to you know business as usual we know that we're having to make adjustments we know that we're working differently so I think if you're well read and up to date with the policy that really enables me to pass that to my staff so that they're adequately resourced and informed mm. so these are the kind of things I think that are really really important for me currently in supervision because as I say when we come back to the new normal um, you don't you don't want it to be like a shock to people so you you, you want to sort of remain consistent um, and keep people updated and keep them sort of keep that organizational culture going extremely strong mm, and, and I think that's really interesting isn't it that that observation uh, that actually sickness rates are, are lower at the moment than you would expect given what's going on for people it sort of demonstrates that that culture of being flexible and you know acknowledging that the personal has an impact on the professional is actually working and staff helping staff to feel more resilient and and supported and that there's a focus on their well-being so as you say that's a lesson to really sort of think about when we go back to to the new normal yeah yeah definitely yeah. Sally yeah and I, I suppose in all of this you've talked an awful lot about um you know how you're supporting your staff and you did say at the beginning that you're fortunate that you're having um your own supervision at the moment but I guess I wondered you know how are you looking after yourself at the moment Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, no, I, I, I am looking after myself. I think initially, Sally, when, when we went into kind of uh, lockdown, I, I went into autopilot and I was working very long hours. I was not taking any breaks and mm. it just, you know, the adrenaline just kicked in and I thought that there was too, a lot to do. Uh, but then I realised as a manager, I'm also modelling all the time mm. um, and this is not a behaviour I want to model. Also, I realised we were in this for the long haul, so mm. I needed to manage myself better to extend my own kind of fuel, really. Um, so I really, I really kind of, uh, kind of took the advice that I usually give so I, I started taking my breaks had a lunch break I started working you know that the hours that I'm supposed to work working reasonably reasonable hours interesting I had also had annual leave planned and although like me all of us our flights had been cancelled our holidays had been cancelled I I still took my leave and I'm mm. really glad that I took that um, and I'm encouraging staff to take leave as well um, because yeah. I think it's so important to just, you know, refuel and feel rejuvenated again. So I took leave, going for like a daily walk and exercise. So taking advantage of, of the government's rule of having your daily walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think keeping hydrated is is really important. All the telephone conversations, everything's over the phone now, the meetings, uh, you know, supervision. So keep, keep, keep drinking that water. Mm-hmm. I also think reaching out to like some of my other colleagues, like management colleagues, has been really helpful. Um, and just having that kind of that if if I need any if I need that space just ringing one of them and having a chat and just asking how they're finding things or how they might be doing things and as I mentioned having supervision myself I think that's been really really important um, 
for me. And like I mentioned before, Sally, you know, I, I myself in the beginning was having difficulty sleeping. And then through supervision, a colleague, a staff member shared with me a, a really a sort of good um, app. And that really helped me. I started using an app to help me sleep. So that was really helpful. So we can all, you know, help each other in this. And then limiting news and social media. I made a conscious decision to just kind of watch the news once a day and not open all the links and the WhatsApp messages people are, people are sending me and making a conscious decision to ignore those because, you know, they're just all quite negative, isn't it? So those are some of the things I'm doing to look after myself. And I think they're really, really helping. And I think, you know, if people aren't doing that, then they really need to um, think about seeing what works for them, you know, yeah. and getting the help that, and support that they need. And I think you're right, that modelling is, is is so important because, you know, it's all very well you, you know, advising staff to do those things if you're not doing them themselves. So that, that, that's really positive that you're able to do that as well. And so I just, before we sort of finish up, um, I just wondered if you had any sort of last comments or any last sort of hints and tips that you would like to, to, to leave us with? Yeah, sure, Sally. Um, so I often think that, you know, if, if you split the word supervision into like two separate words, you know, you get super and you get vision, don't you? So mm -hmm. for me, super kind of when I interpret that, I interpret that as something special. Mm -hmm. and, and vision for me is sort of one's outlook on their life or their work in, in the kind of mind's eye. So I think when you bring that together to, you know, supervision, to me, it's that special time to explore, to discuss the things that are relevant and, and influence, influencing of the work that we do. It's that sacred time between you and your manager to, to pause, to reflect, to breathe, and I think to feel held and contained. So I think supervision is something we always need in our prof profession. And what we need at the current time, as I started off by saying, is, is to really enhance that compassionate element of supervision by closely listening, but also acting. And I guess the last point I wanted to make is my hope and aspiration at the end of every supervision is that my staff have experienced uh, flow fulfillment. And by that, I mean like a flow of energy and a fulfillment by that energy as no one can kind of pour from an empty cup. So for me, supervision serves as a replenisher for us all. So I would just say, keep it going, you know, keep it regular, keep it consistent and person-centered. And above all, as managers, you know, ensure that you receive that too. I think those would kind of be my last, <laughs> my final words for this point. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that particularly that sort of idea of the the, the special outlook is a is a, a really sort of beautiful um, way of thinking about it, and and a really nice way I think to to end our conversation. So thanks ever so much, Shabnam, for sort of sharing your thoughts and perspectives today. And most um, welcome. Thank you. listening to this research in practice podcast we hope you've enjoyed it why not share with your colleagues and let us know your thoughts on twitter tweet us at research ip